Hey y'all, it's Janice here, aka J Nice on the mic, and this is Dirty Diversity, a podcast on all things diversity, equity, and inclusion. This podcast is called Dirty Diversity because in this day and age, diversity has become sort of a dirty or bad word that causes a lot of knee-jerk and negative reactions. The goal of this podcast is to dissect diversity, or lack thereof, inside and outside of companies, and also to discuss current events around equity and inclusion, as well as discussing solutions for creating a more cohesive world and workplace. My name is Janice, aka J Nice on the mic. <laughs> that was and still is my moniker on YouTube. Some of you may know I started a YouTube channel almost 10 years ago to discuss topics around race and black identity, and it seemed to really resonate with my audience. I'm also a TEDx speaker, a professor, a diversity and inclusion consultant, and a writer with a PhD in organizational psychology. Welcome to Dirty Diversity, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Hey y'all, Jay Nice on the mic. Um, back with episode, where are we? I think we're at 39, episode 39 of the Dirty Diversity Podcast. So next episode is episode 40, which is a pretty big milestone, 40 podcast episodes. And then after episode 40, there will be probably about a month or two of a break. I definitely need to <laughs> take some time off. Um, this episode is coming at you a little bit late. Um, and it's, you know, it's such a interesting time because my book comes out in a few days. And at the time of this recording, my paperback is actually early um, early copies of my my second paperback book the pink elephant are now available on Amazon and I have the links to order in the show notes so I'm busy promoting the book also teaching three courses doing workshops and training sessions and um, also keeping up with the podcast and my writing so um, as you can imagine I pretty exhausted this year, really wore me out, but um, in the best way possible. And I'm really looking forward to just getting some rest. So after episode 40, the Dirty Diversity podcast episode, episode um, season will go on a hiatus as I prepare for season two. Um, so uh, episode 40 will be the last episode of 2020. It's been a really long year. Um, I started the podcast before COVID was, was before it really touched down here in the U.S. Um, it was still, you know, it was happening around the world, but we didn't, um, it, it didn't start getting bad here in the U.S. until March. So I just wanted to briefly catch y'all up on that. Um, also, like I said, I'm so excited. My book is almost here. I'm going live on LinkedIn and on Instagram this Friday, November 27th, which is Black Friday. And I also had an opportunity to profile 
seven amazing Black-owned businesses. If you're looking for businesses to support for Black Friday, I definitely support Buying Black. And if you want to learn more about some businesses you can support for Black Friday, if you're giving gifts to friends and family, I have a list of seven um, seven businesses. It, um, I wrote the article and a link to the article is in the show notes if you want to read more. Uh, so today's episode is actually going to be on generational trauma. I posted on LinkedIn and if you're not um, sort of, uh, I don't want to say following along, but if we're not connected on LinkedIn, we should definitely connect. But on LinkedIn, I posted a status and the status was talking about generational trauma and someone suggested I make this into a podcast episode. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. So today we're talking generational trauma. So what is generational trauma? And this is my definition, but I encourage you to learn more, read more. And actually, now that I'm saying that, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes so you can read more. But generational trauma is essentially like the idea that pain and trauma can be passed down from generation to generation. And I think a really great example of this, um, or a really interesting example of this, is um, the fact that a lot of times um, when, when you see, for example, someone has experienced domestic violence, um, a woman who's a victim of domestic violence, or a man who is a victim of domestic violence, um, or who is a um, domestically abusive to a significant other, um, what's really interesting is that um, I think more often than not, we find that the individuals involved have had issues of domestic violence with their parents and with their grandparents. And so I find that really, really interesting and fascinating. And I just, I think that if you look into like celebrities, for example, who have been involved in domestic abuse and domestic violence, we often find that their story includes a parent or parents who were in a domestically abusive relationship. So um, there have been some studies, um, and I'm going to actually try to find them because I, I like to quote and provide the resources for y'all. But I know there are studies of like when pregnant women are feeling pain, their children can feel it too. So the idea of generational trauma is essentially like the traumas that were experienced by your ancestors and for four fathers and four mothers and four parents are, are passed down. And I think that it's a really important concept to understand. And so I posted the status and a lot of people were commenting and saying that they agreed that they have experience with generational trauma and how, you know, their great, great grandparent experienced some sort of trauma that they see manifesting in their life currently. So, um, you know, I learned about the term generational trauma in 2017 when I read the book, post-traumatic slave syndrome by Dr. Joy DeGruy. And if you want to learn more, I will leave a link to her book in the show notes as well. So the show notes are just going to be full of resources for y'all. Um, so I read this in, maybe it was 2016, actually, I read it. It's somewhere around that time, right? So um, really, really fascinating book, and I definitely recommend everyone reading it. But she talked about slaves and enslaved peoples, rather, 
and how the trauma and the pain that enslaved people experienced, they've passed down from generation to generation to generation. And this was the first time in my life I had heard of the term generational trauma. This was not something I was familiar with. And as someone who, I'm a first generation American. My parents immigrated to the U.S. when I was, um, my parents immigrated to the U.S. before I was born um, in the 80s. And so I was born here in the U.S., but I have one foot in my parents' culture, Cameroonian culture, but really my dad wanted us to assimilate into U.S. culture. So um, I also had, you know, grew up here in the U.S. and I grew up in predominantly white spaces. So I was navigating my blackness and my black identity while also being the only black person in white spaces and also trying to acclimate myself to my parents' culture. And, and, you know, growing up, and I talk about this in my book, Dirty Diversity, and if y'all haven't got it, also link to to the book in the show notes. But in my book, I talked about my experiences growing up as a first generation Cameroonian American. And I think growing up, I always heard my dad tell the story of like, oh, I came to this country with a couple hundred dollars in my pocket and he made something of himself. He has a, you know, got a PhD, successful person, business owner, entrepreneur. And I think I get my entrepreneurship spirit from, from my dad. Um, definitely both my parents, but I would say for my dad and, um, so growing up, I think I always felt like, and the narrative that that as a African, um, growing up in an African household, you hear is a lot of derogatory things that are anti-black, anti-black racism. And it wasn't until I grew up that I really understood how problematic these narratives and things that I was told actually were. And I think part of the reason why there's such a strained relationship between Africans and black people is that there's negativity hurled at each side. Black Americans, there are many um, sorts of negative stereotypes that um, some black Americans hold about Africans. And similarly, Africans, West Africans um, in particular, are very, can be very anti-black, like very, very anti-black. And I'm not going to get into detail because my third book uh, y'all, I'm already thinking about my third book, but my third book, I'm going to um, explore this in more detail and I'm going to get a little bit more personal uh, or a lot of bit more personal for my third book. But, um, you know, so growing up, I always kind of felt like, you know, there was a separation between, I didn't, so it was weird. I knew I was black, but I felt like I was a different kind of black, if that makes sense, because I wasn't black American because my parents were African. And in my head, I think it had been ingrained in me of like this idea that black people were somehow different from me and how, you know, I I adopted this like really super problematic mindset of like, well, if my dad could put my parents pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they've had the American dream and if they could do it, anyone can do it. And it's like, hmm. The whole bootstraps mentality is super problematic because as um, MLK Jr. said, how are you going to tell a man with no boot to pull himself pull himself up by his bootstraps? So the idea of the American dream and the bootstraps sort of mentality um, diminishes and demeans the fact that many people who were foundational to this country, who've been here, who 
who established this country, who whose hard work and blood and sweat and tears made this country what it is, have passed their traumas down from generation to generation to generation. So this idea of, well, people should just be able to pull themselves up from their bootstraps and the American dream, that is super duper duper problematic. Um, And it wasn't until I read in three years ago, four years ago, when I read, um, uh, when I read, uh, what is it called? Post-traumatic slave syndrome that I really, really understood this concept. And the reason why it was problematic for me to adopt this mindset of like, oh, all you have to do is work hard. And as a black person, if you work hard enough, you know, it will, you'll be able to somehow transcend racism, you know? So Generational trauma is something that we need to understand and learn more about, especially if we are trying to create environments that are more equitable, uh, more safe, more psychologically sound for black people. So, uh, you know, definitely, like I said, recommend post-traumatic slave syndrome. Um, But also, I think, you know, learning about this concept of generational trauma really helped me understand better the the experiences of black people in this country and more specifically enslaved people in this country and how I am very, very privileged in the fact that I don't have generational trauma. My parents came here through their own volition and that comes with its own set of privileges. I have um, the tabula rosa. Uh, You know, I, I came to essentially my parents came to this country with a blank slate. And there's privilege in that there isn't um, generations worth of like stories of pain and anguish and trauma that were told to me. I had to learn about, you know, it's a privilege to have to learn about slavery and not have to experience it or have to learn about um, racism and not have to experience it. And and even though, you know, my family have has had their fair share of racism, um, I, there's a certain level of privilege that I have to acknowledge and I have to admit that I have as a first generation Cameroonian American and that my family has. So I, you know, I, I think that generational trauma, again, is something that we should all learn about and study and understand because it's a very real thing. And I think a lot of people who, um, you know, it was interesting. I had a, I used to tutor um, years ago and there was a family um, that I was um, working with and the family was a Jewish family. And um, one of the family members would say, um, you know, things like, oh, well, you know, black people, basically like they're in their condition because of laziness, because um, Jewish people, you know, look at us, look at how Jewish people were persecuted and how Jewish people were able to transcend those circumstances and make something of themselves. And it's like, yeah, I mean, but the Jewish experience and the black experience are like, it's like comparing apples and oranges. And Jewish people went through so much you know, it, it like I, I don't like to compare the, you know, and, and it's not like the trauma Olympics or the oppression Olympics, but, you know, it's a different level of, it's a different experience when you cannot enter a space without people knowing your identity. You know, so I, the way I worded that is wrong. So you cannot enter a space and just, and, and just fit in. 
um, people can see you and immediately know you're other and you're different. And I think that racism and being a black person in the U.S. Um, is a whole different ballgame and a whole different experience. Um, and so I, I don't like the comparisons and the comparing of like, well, if this group could do it, this group, and, and that's why, that's where I think it's problematic and it starts being one group pitted against another, because I see that a lot also with people comparing the, um, the Asian and Pacific Islander community with black Americans and saying, well, you know, look, they're the model minority, they're smart, they're hardworking, they're this, they're that, why can't y'all be like them? And again, it's just every group has their own unique experiences. And I talk about this, shameless plug, I talk about this um, in more detail in my book, The Pink Elephant. But so like understanding, you know, this idea of generational trauma um, will really help you to understand why different groups, how different groups rather have been systemically impacted by policies and practices that have taken place in the U.S. and, and outside of the U.S. anywhere, really. Um, generational trauma, you could see the impacts of generational trauma in the indigenous community here in the U.S., um, the impacts of the Trail of Tears and the force, force, forcible removal, forcive, the forced removal, that's probably a better term, the forced removal of um, Native Americans in the U.S. and um, exclusion exclusion act excuse me in the japanese the internment of japanese people here in the u.s and all of these things have had impacts on different groups so i i think that when we're studying we're trying to be anti-racist and we're creating more racially equitable in that without having a full understanding of um, we cannot do that without having a full understanding of generational trauma and the role that it plays um so that is my two cents for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found um, this discussion, this brief discussion on generational trauma to be informative. Like I said, there's a bunch of resources that I'm putting in the show notes for you to read more about this. Um, and, you know, I definitely encourage you to cop my book where I talk about this in a lot more detail. Also get Dr. Joy DeGruz's book, post-traumatic slave syndrome. And I would love to hear your thoughts, your experiences on generational trauma. Drop me a line on Instagram or on LinkedIn. There are links to my Instagram and my LinkedIn in the show notes. And again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will check you out for the big milestone episode 40 of the Dirty Diversity Podcast coming at you next Sunday after Thanksgiving. I hope you all have an amazing holiday, regardless of what you do, what you're doing. I hope you get a lot of rest. I think that's what's most important. You're being kind to yourself. You're getting rest. Um, you eat well, and um, you you spend a moment, spend the day in a state of gratitude, just thinking about the things that you are grateful for and thankful for. So without further ado, I will end this episode right here and I will check y'all out in the very next episode.